First in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Such happy music on a interesting, multifaceted, multi-pronged news week, that's for sure. Happy to have you along, Karen Cataline. You're listening to Spouting Off here on growing and numerous uh, stations in the KRN radio network. That just means it's the network that carries Spouting Off. As I stare out my window in Texas, because my husband and I are freedom refugees, shall we say, from Colorado. We moved from Colorado to Texas, Texas, as many people have for liberty, for, uh, well, we have uh, political refugees in this country. That's another story. But as I look outside my window, I see a flag at half-mast in our front yard. And uh, I couldn't possibly begin this show without uh, referencing, talking about the latest in an atrocity of uh, a mass murder that happened only some hours away from this flag I'm looking at in the window. Uh, It begs so many questions, not a lot of answers, but some things we see again and again which breaks my heart along with the crime, the multiple crimes that were committed just a few days ago. And that is the predictable political exploitation and demagoguery that seems to go along with a selective number of cases that seem to fit the narrative. Uh, How credible are the people who are calling for all the same gun control laws uh, and and control of uh, guns of law-abiding citizens or what we call victim disarmament that they have called for every time there is an ugly, horrible opportunity. How much credibility do they have if they're only outraged some of the time? right? It's only certain cases that fit the narrative. I'm reminded of the um, uh, uh, radical jihadist who who, uh, shot up a disco of gay people in uh, Florida some years ago. There was very little. There have been mass shootings, and yes, everybody has an opinion. Everybody is, uh, so many people We think about what can we do? What should we do? Should we make radical policy based on this incident? Well, there are certain, let let me go back to the, the immediate response because the predictability of politicizing this is, has become commonplace today. Uh, It's always the usual suspects 
Beto O'Rourke and the like, who are calling for gun confiscation, who see this, uh, which is (laughs) more than unseemly, as an opportunity to call for the same policies that they've been calling for all along. I ask you again, how much credibility do they have when not only are they selective in their horror and their outrage, really, they you never hear them. Biden doesn't go to every uh, incident, only the ones that fit. The media doesn't do 24-7 uh, coverage, even though this is a horror. Please don't misunderstand. Children died, adults died. And there are many, many questions in this particular incident as to why the police did not go in sooner. And it takes many months to piece that together because every situation is different. But the politicization, I never know how to say that word, politicization, is, uh, is predictable and commonplace, which, which begs the question how I'm of two minds about even talking about it in this way because uh, political conservatives tend to advocate restraint, the kind of restraint that the left rarely advocates. Uh, There's an old phrase, uh, conservatives and uh, uh, not just Republicans, I prefer to call them conservatives, uh, uh, often fall short of their standards. But the radical left doesn't have any. So while we're struggling to even mention or to say what uh, what we think about this, the left has no such constraints on their comments and on their uh, demagoguery. Um, I ask you again, what kind of credibility when the respect for life is only selective? That gives me an opportunity to talk about, uh, well, I <laughs> I do occasionally some uh, weekly regular stints on uh, talk radio as guest. And I tweeted and talked about this week, um, my love suddenly for old movies. Now you may say, what is she talking about? It is more relevant than I ever thought it was when I tweeted it. I had been looking for an opportunity to talk about a 1940 movie, which I encourage you to watch. It's old, it's black and white, white, it's way before I was born. And the reason that I've taken to uh, watching old movies is because the current modern ones are not only so full of violence and cultural rot and decay, but they assault you when you least expect it with wokeism. And I generally like to know in advance when I'm going to be assaulted by wokeism. I remember watching a Broadway uh, show many moons ago, uh, the the Putnam County Spelling Bee, which threw in political commentary, uh, hate hating George Bush <laughs> because it was expedient and it was easy to do. Our Town is a classic by Thornton Wilder. This film was made 82 years ago. I never saw it till now. And what does it do? It extols the virtues, not only of small town life that has been demeaned, diminished, and uh, 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 put down 
by the left. Uh, I guess they're putting, they're extolling the virtues of big city life with feces on sidewalks, high crime, poverty, and people living on top of each other, right? Uh, That's what they like. But in this case, we have our town, which not only extols the virtues of of, uh, small town life and small town values and old school values, but the very celebration of life itself, innocent life, the value of every life and every moment. It seems longer ago than 82 years ago. And, and I, I warn you, number one, I hope you'll, you'll watch it, but I warn you that it will be painful in some respects to watch because pop culture has changed so much that uh, we didn't vote for these radical changes in our culture, this cultural misappropriation of the things we hold most dear, but nevertheless, they are being imposed upon us. And so this was the tweet I, I did, which was clarity about our predicament doesn't always come from politics itself. Watch Thornton Wilder's Our Town 1940 before they censor it, before they tell you it's racist and therefore they can get rid of it. Just like Gone with the Wind and all the rest, they want to erase our history and our culture. How would these characters respond to today's cheapening of our way of life or even of life itself? Can you really believe people who are telling you who outraged they are and that they want to confiscate guns from people who didn't commit the crime, uh, disarming victims so they cannot defend? themselves and their families, do they have credibility when they celebrate the death of babies when they're on their way out uh, uh, of the birth canal? I ask you, either you respect life, frankly, or you don't. Uh, So go see, uh, go find Our Town, Thornton Wilder's 1940 film, it's worth watching sometime this weekend. We're going to take a quick break. We'll shift gears. Stay with us. You're listening to Spouting Off on the KRN Radio Network. Stay tuned. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? 
Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air, but you haven't been able to find the right words? Maybe you need an objective opinion from someone other than one of your friends or family members. Ask Aunt Emma. She's a former therapist who will give you terrific advice. But whatever you decide to do is always up to you. That's right. Get anonymous, private, and confidential advice on matters of communication, love, and life. Find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or at liveadvice.com. That's facebook.com slash askandemma or go to liveadvice.com. And you can connect with Ask Aunt Emma directly at an affordable rate per minute. Ask Aunt Emma. The rest is up to you. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college. Learn new instruments. Start skateboarding. Whoa! Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Snarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline got her parents to name her Karen before she was born so she could grow up to be a punchline. Now here's more spouting off with Karen Cataline. My, 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 what a... Perfect <laughs> opening because we have a Karen as our very first guest here on Spouting Off, someone who's become kind of the go-to lady. Uh, we share many opinions, but not all of them. Um, her name is Karen Strawn, and she is an out-of-the-closet anti-feminist, writes wonderful stuff, a critic of feminism, and an advocate for men's rights based in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. A mother of three children, she's best known for her infamous YouTube channel, Girl Writes What. She participates regularly on a group uh, uh, men's issues podcast known as Honey Badger Radio out of Vancouver, Toronto, 
Ottawa, London, Detroit, Chicago, San Diego, and so much more. Gosh, it's great to talk to you once again, Karen Strawn. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me again, Karen. Uh, I I hope you spoke to the manager today. (laughs) Right. From Karen to Karen. Exactly right. I I neglected to mention to everyone, but I'm going to right now, why I wanted to call you and have you on this time right now. And that is you're the first person I thought of to talk about this Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial, which I had no interest in until all of a sudden somebody that I respect was glued to the glued to the trial and I started watching it and voila I became interested primarily because it seems to be this unbelievable repudiation of the believe all women idea and uh we've been waiting for that as well as everything else simply simply to consider every case individual. And uh, so what are your thoughts on the trial, which uh, closing arguments are ending this week and we expect a possible verdict? Well, you know, I haven't been following the trial closely. Uh, What I did was I actually looked into some of the stuff that was uh, presented, um, recordings and things that were presented in public, uh, regarding the first uh, trial that uh, he was, uh, Johnny was suing. I think it was uh, a publication in the UK, mm-hmm. um, and uh, for defamation and uh, for publishing uh, a Me Too article written by Amber Heard about uh, his, you know him allegedly abusing her, and uh, so. You know, like there, there was video that came out that she she released that was heavily edited. It was, uh, you could tell it wasn't the entire interaction. You know, it, she cut the entire preamble out, and then she cut the you know sections out, and and all of that. And I'm thinking, well, that doesn't look too good. Um, you know, that looks like it's uh, it's something that's been edited for public consumption to generate a narrative not to actually reveal what happened and um and then you had him release audio and which was played at the trial i know um release audio of uh her basically you know him confronting her about her you know he accused her of you know like you were punching me and she's like i didn't punch you i was just hitting you and (laughs) and uh you know, that and then nobody's going to believe right. you anyway because you're a man. And and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is a men's rights case. Like, it's definitely a men's issues thing. Um, you know, the number of men that I've talked to who have been uh, with abusive women um, who've never laid a finger on their wives, uh, not even to defend themselves, and have been beaten by their wives, and then the cops come and arrest the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like yes. it's it's commonplace, and I was thinking, you know, like normally I don't care about celebrity stuff. It's it's like celebrities are. I mean, I I more care about you know, like with men's rights, you always get these uh, people who say, you know, well, you know, look at uh, Kobe Bryant, or look at you know this other person, uh, Tag Tiger Woods, who got like reamed in the divorce settlement and and ended up having to pay out the nose. And I'm like, well, those guys aren't looking at living 
the rest of their lives in a 1994 Bu- Buick Skylark, right? Because they've oh. been completely impoverished. The the men that I care about are, you know, the fry cooks and the security guards and, you know, the uh, the the people who just have normal jobs um, and aren't you know, completely loaded with money. Um, but what I think that this trial is doing is because it's commanded so much public attention and mm-hmm. there are people who are literally spending eight hours a day watching this trial. Mm-hmm. And I've it is addictive, in the, court, tell you. In the courtroom through been. trials and yes. they're boring. They're boring as hell. Um, but the amount of attention, I think maybe this, this particular trial could shine a light on uh, how foolish it is to suggest hashtag believe all women. Um, Bingo. I agree. That's, I mean, it's a collectivist uh, uh, discounting of individualism and individual situations. And it's embarrassing for men to claim that they were actually abused in this particular trial, Karen Strong. And I have been watching and I've been watching more and more. I'm, I'm ashamed to say, you know, I thought, well, you know, they deserve each other, you know, they deserve each other. But the fact of the matter is this has, has hopefully shown, shine a light on the fact that, um, uh, Women can abuse men, and it has been a long-held secret that men would prefer not to even admit. Right? Oh yeah, no, they they don't. It's 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 really embarrassing for a man to admit that his wife is abusing him, uh, whether it's psychological abuse, you know, extremely domineering behavior. Uh, you know, she's uh, she's tracking his movements. She's you know as she knows all the passwords to all his accounts and she's always keeping, keeping tabs on him and, you know, abusive and controlling, you know, I mean, when it comes to coercion and control, which is what we tend to think of, you know, if you look at movies like sleeping with the enemy or enough, right. Those, those movies about, you know, these really, really high intensity domestic abusers, right. That's called coercion and control. They're abusing, in order to coerce and control, they're using physical violence, psychological violence, they're demoralizing the person, they're kind of grinding their psyche down um, and put it, putting them in a state of, of helplessness where they can't, you know, separating them, segregating them from their friends and family, um, yes. all of those things. Um, women do that at least as often as men. Some studies... Uh, have indicated that they're actually more likely to engage in that type of abuse with those yes. goals in mind. Unfortunately, so. Karen, we this is a short segment, and I want to, I'm sorry we're going to have to leave it there. We're all going to be watching how this trial and what the jury comes back with. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you and follow you. I'm on your website right now at avoiceformen.com. Are you still on Twitter? At Girl Rights I'm, What, I looked for you and I did not I did not see you there. Yeah, no, <laughs> I got booted off of Twitter. I made the wrong male feminist mad. Congratulations. Uh, Wear it as a badge. <laughs> I know, I know. But um yes. but no, I, I don't write for a voice for men anymore, but you, the best place you can find me is on my YouTube channel, uh Girl oh. Rights What. I also have a blog. It I can't say it uh 
on the air, but it's called Owning Your SH something something dot com. I see. I think people know what that is. There's actually (laughs) even a sitcom that spells it differently and gets away with it. So people are always pushing the envelope and I've always known you to push the envelope too. And Uh, I'm glad you're out there. I'm glad that you came out of the closet as an anti-feminist. I know that you, you cause uh, leftists to go irate. So thank you, Karen Strawn, for joining us. We always love having you. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, when we come back, we're going to shift gears once again and talk about shareholder activism. What is that? And why are corporations and businesses telling us what to believe? We'll be right back on Spouting Off. Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. Share healthcare. How can I help? I missed the deadline. Um, what deadline? The healthcare deadline. I'm locked out. We don't have any deadlines at Share Healthcare. You can enroll with us at any time. Oh, but can I afford it? Share Healthcare programs start at one forty nine a month. Less than five dollars a day. Can I keep my doctor? Absolutely. Pick your own doctor and hospital. Amazing. How do I join? Just visit sharehealthcare.com. Sharehealthcare.com. Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run, or you can't drive high. You can run, or you can't drive high. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities. He's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives. But he was there beside me. And my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Wouldn't it be great if life came with remote control? 
You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind, like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest, Uh-oh. or that time you forgot to roll up your windows in the car wash. Fantastic. Yeah, a remote control would have come in handy then. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Life doesn't come with a remote control. So you're on your own with the wasps. You have the power to take control of pre-diabetes. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. Your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go bag, water, canned food, flashlights, batteries, medical supplies, IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline puts the Judeo in Judeo-Christian. Now back to Spouting Off. Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. We love having you along. <clears throat> well, I almost wrote an op-ed, but I didn't, called Fisher Price, Disney, and State Farm, oh my. <laughs> kind of like, you know, well, you know what that's a reference to, lions and tigers and bears. You know, we used to think that corporations and businesses were sort of conservative because they were capitalist. And yet we've got these corporations, these woke corporations that are trying to push the, the most leftiest of leftist stuff down our throat, including, including um, the corruption and in some cases grooming of children. And this week was no exception when there were stories about State Farm Insurance, a go woke, go broke kind of story we'll get to in a minute. Disney, we know about, uh, heartbreaking to see these companies and Fisher Prize Toys that wants to uh, put out toys to inspire five-year-olds in uh, LGBTQXYZ ideology, not just LGBT, but the whole sexual ideology. Let's move right along here and welcome a guest who has a way to actually address some of these things, because sometimes conservatives just throw up their hands and say, what am I going to do? Okay, I won't buy Fisher Price toys anymore. Uh, Ethan Peck joins us, an associate for the National Center's Free Enterprise Project, the conservative movement's only full-service shareholder activism and education program. Prior to pursuing a career in political ad advocacy, 
Ethan worked as an audio engineer and music producer in New York and a news editor in Jerusalem for the Jerusalem Post in Jerusalem. He credits both of those experiences. Can't wait to talk to him about this as instrumental to his eventual departure from the left. I could say more, but I want to talk to him. Welcome, Ethan Peck, to the program. We're so glad to have you. Thanks for having me. It's uh, nice to speak to you again. It is great to talk to you. And, you know, why don't we start from the general to the specific? And we see these companies, even Bank of America and a whole host of other very liberal leftist corporations that never used to be before. Fisher Price, which is pushing uh, sexual ideology, Disney, which used to be quintessential innocence and childhood and isn't anymore, State Farm Insurance, my goodness. How do, if you know, how do these corporations go woke in the first place? Do you know? It's a very interesting phenomenon, and I think it's multifaceted. I think on one sense, we have an ideological shift all around us, and we call it, you know, woke. And, but that's a very specific thing that refers to a bunch of different ideologies merging together. And we've seen this wokeness in the classroom, um, in the media, in, you know, in government, uh, at the university level. And when you have that sort of institutional support for such ideas, over time, it's going to seep in everywhere. And so I think that on one hand, the natural spread of ideas. Um, and, and, and that there's a certain genuine component to it that employees and uh, board members and executives at companies genuinely woke. And then I think that there's a, another, perhaps um, more dangerous uh, element of this, which is the pseudo-woke element of it. And I think that those are just uh, crooks who are using this wave of wokeness to divide and conquer and to create a separation between shareholders and board members to create to create the same way that we have a sort of um, the way that the administrative state and, and the bureaucracies create a divide between the voters and the government in terms of where the balance of power resides. That's what they call it stakeholder capitalism to that. That's what stakeholder capitalism, mm-hmm. ESG, and and the, the sort of woke movement allows for for boards to do as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of that uh, influence comes from the ETF managers like BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And we see only the uh, closer to the end result when suddenly we get woke cola, and we hear you know, that Coke is training its uh, employees to be less white. Uh, that's when you find out about it. But in the Disney case, uh, we saw clearly a tiny percentage of those employees uh, bullying and intimidating the company to vote a certain way, to uh, uh, institute policies a certain way. And if nothing else, we know that the left is single-minded and believes that there's only one way to think about anything. Am I right? You're absolutely right. And that Coca-Cola incident was to be less white. That was disgraceful. And the, Coca-Cola had hired um, someone to present um, 
what's her name, like Robin D'Angelo content. That was her her content, and she's genuinely woke. And so Coca-Cola may be just riding the sort of social justice of the day at the time after George Floyd hired Robin D'Angelo, and then she, who is genuinely woke, presented this crazy stuff. Coca-Cola obviously still bears yeah. responsibility, but that doesn't mean necessarily that the board members themselves believe these ideas or that they would teach them to their own kids, you know? And so yeah. that I think that, but the, and, and, and I think Disney is a good example of this. So in, in when Disney, when, the, when what happened with Disney first started, uh, the CEO, Bob Chapek, he basically tried to play both sides. He tried, because the, 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 he, he got, you know, a lot of flack from the, from the left for agreeing to meet with DeSantis to discuss the bill. And then he got a lot of flack from the right for <laughs> not outright opposing it, you know, because obviously <laughs> you should, any sane, you know, basically moral human being should, should, should support the legislation. Yeah. And, uh, and so eventually, yes. Um, what really happened was the, their employees pressured them, sure. The media pressured them, sure. And the woke mob sort of got to them, fine. But I think what really happened was they capitulated more to the ETF managers and uh, the human rights campaign. And those are the people that they really answer to. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to Ethan Peck about shareholder. Uh, stakeholder capitalism. And uh, you've graciously agreed to stay with us through the next break. I think what has really, really awakened, not wokened uh, conservatives is this sexualization of children and traditional companies like Fisher Price. This week, we heard that State Farm executive apologizes to angry agents saying, we made a mistake with our involvement with gender cool. Did you see that, Ethan? And were you yeah. happy about it? I was. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It, I mean, I also am seeing, especially uh, recently, there's a sort of, the, the tides are turning, right? So oh, it, not only so. did State Farm say that, also a lot of other companies were uh, di- mysteriously disappeared from gender cool, gender cool, the organization, right. Mm. Uh, from their, um, website their, their, where they listed all their partner, corporate partners, all of a sudden they're dropping like flies, whether or not they're genuinely not partners or they're just, or they're just not on the website. Uh, it, it I don't know yet, but, but there, there's definitely uh, a pushback on this stuff. And I think that we're starting to see a turnaround. Even BlackRock said that they would, um, loosen their standards around uh, uh, climate change uh, demands. And uh, so I think that we are seeing a turnaround and it's very hopeful. Um, and I think we need to keep pushing back because what we're doing is we're fighting the culture war, you know, same way the left fought the culture war. The left was synonymous with culture, with yes. the culture war, right? They're, they're synonymous with counterculture for generations and now they are the culture. Right. And so we've adopted, I think the right has adopted that mindset and we're starting to gain ground. Taken conservatives a while, but they're finally learning, thank God, to fight fire with fire. It's kind of counterintuitive, isn't it, that what is going to stop these corporations from supporting Marxist ideas is their love of money. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? (laughs) Um, uh, Take the last 30 seconds before our break to comment on that. Sorry to... And then we'll oh, yeah. have well, you I, uh, after the break. 
I think that yeah. I absolutely agree with you. I think that when you look at Marxist underneath just the Marxism underneath the slogan, it really is just about divide and conquer. Uh, for and so I think that there, James Lindsay, he's a, a commentator on woke stuff. He he says that critical race theory, which is just race Marxism, is basically mm. just calling everything racist until you control it. And I think that that boy is that, that fits in with the with, with the Marxist ideology. Control it or erase it. I call it being yes. erasists. We're gonna have more <laughs> with Ethan Peck a valuable resource. We'll tell you how to engage in this shareholder activism. You can really do it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, he'll tell you how. Karen Cataline, you're listening to Spouting Off. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air, but you haven't been able to find the right words? Maybe you need an objective opinion from someone other than one of your friends or family members. Ask Aunt Emma. She's a former therapist who will give you terrific advice. But whatever you decide to do is always up to you. That's right. Get anonymous, private, and confidential advice on matters of communication, love, and life. Find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or at liveadvice.com. That's facebook.com slash askandemma or go to liveadvice.com. And you can connect with Ask Aunt Emma directly at an affordable rate per minute. Ask Aunt Emma. The rest is up to you. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Look through your children's eyes and you'll see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. When they discover the forest, their imagination is inspired by the smell of pine, the crunch of leaves beneath their feet, the sound of birds calling out for attention. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating forest world. You are the hero in this book. This is a memory being made. This is what they will laugh about years from now. These are the roots, grounding and nourishing them. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Then look through your children's eyes and discover the magic all around you. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
Put a frog in a pot of boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in a pot of cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As a metaphor for us and all that we go through as veterans, it's a story that rings true. We learn to endure the heat in silence. We apply what we learn to life, the bills, the job, the family, things we're expected to handle with ease. When life heats up around us, we just try to stay afloat. We let the water boil. Reaching out isn't easy, but you've never been interested in easy. You join because you are not afraid of hard work. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait until the water boils. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Sign up for Karen's newsletter and read her columns at KarenCataline.com. Now back to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. We're so glad to have you staying with us as we wrap up, well, this whole hour of Spouting Off with our current guest, Ethan Peck, who's going to talk to us about shareholder activism. I just got to ask you, Ethan, you were educated uh, a lot in Israel, hold a master's degree in counterterrorism from the Interdisciplinary Center in Herzliya, Israel, and you worked. Uh, you were a news editor for the Jerusalem Post, and it says your eventual departure from the left. Could you say, if, if I've been asked, one time I've been asked thousands, how come Jews are so liberal? <laughs> and uh, how did you make this shift? I just think that's um, instructive for many. I, I would say that most Jews in America that are liberal are really just atheists. And most Jews that actually believe are not liberal. Um, Touche. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. How do they make that transition? Yeah. Uh, well, I grew up in New York, so it just kind of was foisted upon me. It was a given that you were a Democrat. And mm-hmm. then... Um, as I got older, I, I, I saw what this ideology was doing to myself and when, and, and my own um, behavior and uh, vision, uh, appreciation of and, and morals. And uh, when I started to take personal responsibility for my life, it changed my philosophy of the way I, I, I see things. And that slowly took me down a hole of becoming a conservative. Oh, that is so beautiful. I love talking to people who've switched. 
I'm not a neoconservative because I was never a liberal. Uh, we need to jump right to people are, I think, more awakened than ever before. And they ask me all the time, what can I do? How can I make my voice heard? What can I do to let these companies know I'm not going to take it anymore? Or I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> Tell us about shareholder activism uh, and how anybody can do this. Uh, and uh, just so people know, you are uh, the, an associate at the National Centers for Free Enterprise Project, and they can learn more there. Go right ahead. Nationalcenter.org. Yes. Right. So we, we actually try to fight it from, from on many different fronts, the, the culture war at, at the corporate level. So as a non-shareholder, there are things that you can do. You know, you can get on social media. You can let companies know that you're that you're buying other products. You can shop with your values, shop local. That stuff is great. And file lawsuits um, if, if a company is doing something illegal or if you're an employee and they do something illegal. All that stuff is great and, and it's needed. Um, but we all we we do shareholder activism at the National Center for Public Policy Research. Or at least we focus on that. And this is a strategy that we learn from the left. A lot of the ways that the left and we could have gotten to this earlier, but a lot of the ways that the left has gone woke is through their long march through the institution, they bought up shares in companies and they overthrew them. And they did this over decades. Uh, they did this through shareholder proposals, through voting on certain board members, through voting out certain certain board members. And, uh, you know, just slowly over time, while we just kind of were asleep at the wheel, it took corporate America from us. And so what uh, what we're doing is we're we're my, uh, my boss, uh, the director of the free enterprise, Scott Shepard, likes to call it the counter march. So we're basically just implementing their strategies, buying up shares in corporations, going into meetings, uh, addressing CEOs, questioning them because if we're a shareholder, we have a right to be there. Questioning them, pitching proposals, voting against woke board members, trying to vote for. Um, proposals that are not woke or that uh, tackle woke issues. And so we use our uh, heightened advantage as shareholders, this greater voice that you're supposed to have as a shareholder to um, hold these corporations accountable and and, and bring them back to center. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we encourage a lot of people that do own shares, they, that they don't, vote their proxies, right? When you get your your proxy ballot in the mail, uh, for a lot of people that, that you're just, your average American, let's say he invests in, in a fund, right? That, because you have to, because the government keeps printing money. So if you want to retain the value of yes. your savings, right? You, yes. you almost have no choice. So you end up investing in the entire, entire market wholesale, basically, because people don't want to gamble with their savings. And what happens is that when you buy all of these companies, you're not going to the meeting. Most investors are not going to the meeting. They're not voting. But the left will go in there and they'll do it for you. And so what we basically try to tell investors is um, it's, you don't even really need to have the courage to, to, to put your money where your mouth is. You just have to put your mouth where your money already is. You're giving these woke companies oh. that you hate so much your money to do what they want. So why don't you just make sure that your money is spent the way that you want it to be spent? Yeah. So we try to inspire e- a grassroots movement. Um, Ethan, sometimes the fewest words, not you, but I mean, words like uh, let's go Brandon or go woke, go broke 
are really helping people to understand because go woke, go broke is working. We saw that with State Farm, Disney, all of these companies, and and what they're engaging in is truly atrocious. And uh, if people don't speak up, uh, the companies won't know. So tell everybody, uh, I love what you're doing because it it's what free markets are all about. Tell everybody how they can find you, support you, and learn more about shareholder activism. Right. So I would go to nationalcenter.org. Um, and under nationalcenter.org, you go to the free enterprise program. Two comprehensive guides that one of them is called Balancing the Boardroom, and another one is called um, Investor Value Voter Guide. And the balancing the boardroom just kind of details the woke rot in, in corporate America. And the investor value voting guide helps you as a retail investor vote against because it's hard to sort through everything and vote. It, it, you know, so it, this helps you and breaks it down. And we've done all the research for you so that you don't have to, so that you know what to vote against, what to vote for, who to vote against, who to vote for. And those got are it. really good research. We got to leave it there. I'm sorry. We got to wrap up the show. Ethan Peck nationalcenter.org. Thank you. What a terrific idea. Learn more over there. We got to wrap it up. Thank you for joining us here on My Pleasure. Uh, People are fighting back and so are we. Karen Cataline, another spouting off in the can. Go to my website, Karen Cataline, for more. You can hear the podcast, the repeats, you name it. We're out there. Be well, take care, speak up. (laughs) 